Shack is back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nintendo Shack. Nintendo Shack 69, hey now, titled Goodbye Reggie. We'll get into that later. Greetings, Koopalings. My name is Donnie Reese. I'm the host of Nintendo Shack, and I'm joined by my Nintendos each and every week over here at twitch.tv slash PSVG. Caroline, how are you doing? It's the last time you guys will get to hear my voice in the next few weeks, but um, I'm glad I didn't miss this week because we had the bombshell head today, and yeah. I kind of wanted to give my my opinions and, and thoughts about that. So yeah, We've got a lot of rumors uh, on tonight's Shack menu. The menu is served by official chef of PSVG, Justin Warner. We're going to talk about all these rumors that have been swirling around Nintendo and Nintendo Switch since the direct last week but before we do that we're going to break down a little bit of what we've been playing and we're going to welcome our guest jacob rush hey buddy hey thanks i'm excited to be it's been a long time long time how long has it been since you uh since you shacked with us oh gosh it, it's been a long time <laughs> uh probably about a year or so ago you got to leave that little village of yours every now and again and come back uh come back <laughs> <laughs> we had our little uh atlanta escapade to the vortex bar back in october was it october it was october it was october um, we've done that more recently all together in the flesh than having you on the, yeah. the room so but as uh, as we've talked about in the last few weeks with caroline's move um we've got guests coming through so we've got jacob and ryan from nintendo nostalgia coming through and then the weeks after that i've got a few guests lined up um at least i've got them on board they've agreed so we have a contract we have a verbal contract not exactly sure which date everything that people are coming through, but we've got some folks on, on hold. Um, but before we jump into tonight's show, let's go ahead and thank our Patreon producers. Uh, remember, you can support the show over at patreon.com slash PSVG. Make, make all the things happen. I mean, this, this whole podcast endeavor has been a crazy ride. It was our three-year anniversary this February, which is insane to think that yeah. we've been doing this this long. Wow. Um, tons and tons and tons of episodes, and it's all made, po uh, made possible by you guys. Um, the PSVG Master Feed, the standalone feeds for board video games, for OT, for Nintendo Shack, um, everything over there by Patreon. So thank you, Coach Hulk. Thank you, Kahlo. Thanks, Devin and Kevin, although they gave me a beating today. Um, feels weird oh. to have to come here and thank them. Thank you, Chris, Kyle, Joel. We'll set them straight. And uh, Josh Bonesaw Borboni. Thanks, Barry Cathcart. And thank you, Paul Calicoat, for all you do to support us. So, um, before we jump into exactly what each of us have been playing, you know, Nintendo dropped some demos last week, and uh, we went live with Shaq right after the Direct. So, um, I played the Yoshi demo, but I hadn't played anything else, and I just want to give everybody a chance to talk about these demos. Um, so, we had Tetris 99, which is not demo, it's like a free-to-play game. Damon X Machina and Yoshi dropped. So, I've beaten the prototype missions for Damon X Machina, beat Yoshi, watched my wife beat Yoshi, watched my daughter beat Yoshi... I already said my Yoshi thing, so I won't touch on that one. But Tetris 99 has been an absolute blast. Um, I've been playing that um, daily. I was going to say religiously, but not that much. But I've been playing it daily. It seems like every day I, I check in, uh, I say hi, I play a game or two. The best I've done is fourth, but I realized that I did nice. it on my son's console because I was upstairs playing and I didn't realize it because I went to go check my leaderboard. So the best I've done on my profile is 22nd. So I was like, oh, I've got to do better than that. So I went to go play it and I got like... 98 87 and 
72. I was like, oh, I'm going to put this down. <laughs> your your nine-year-old child is better at it, it than It is. I felt so you. bad. You have no idea. Like, I've never been an achievement person, but I was like, oh, my God, I got fourth, and I was <laughs> going to take a screenshot. And uh, I saw that, and then I went to his console, and I, I went to click on the game, and I was like, oh, no. His profile <laughs> was set to default. So he has a, a fourth and, like, a 13th, I think, are my highest places um, standard. But, man, that is a really, really fun video game. And uh, have either of have either of you played Tetris ninety nine? I have not. No, I didn't. Nope. Play it yet. It's uh, it's so you get it for you know just being a Nintendo Switch online member. It is Battle yeah. Royale Tetris, which sounds anxious. That's what we were saying, Caroline. You know, sounds Super a little anxious. anxiety, but it's really not. You just play Tetris. Um, basically, the way you fight or battle really is if you uh, you stack lines. So the, the idea is you want to send more lines than one. You don't want to just send one. You don't clear one line at a time. You're not trying to like clear the board. You're trying to like build mm-hmm. a stack of lines and send them all at the same time. And then mm-hmm. if you uh, and you can target people using just it's very simple left stick. There's like four categories you can target by kill or by friends or by people that are targeting you. Ooh. And um, when you send lines to somebody, if you knock them out, if you send lines to them and they go, you know, Tetris above the screen and they go out, then you get a kill or a knockout. I think is what they call it. you get a knockout. And if you get a knockout and you get you start stacking knockouts, then you get like they start to multiply. You get multiply bonuses, so you start mm-hmm. sending more lines and more lines. So when you used to send four, now you send six, and you just kind of keep stacking ah. until there's one person remaining playing touches. It gets super hard. You start getting down to 40, 30, 25, 15. Oh, everybody is working with just like three or four rows to go. You know, and like everybody's <laughs> got full boards, and they keep sending each other lines. Oh, it's good. It works. It works. Wow. Well, that's what I've been hearing. I mean, it's all over everybody's Twitter. It uh, works. There's so many people that, you know, there's so many people that, like, I want to say, like, knee-jerk reaction. Well, now everything's going to be Battle Royale. And it's like, so it's the concept, yeah, like 90 people start and one remains. But, I mean, that's not any different than, like, King of the Ring or Survivor or anything like that. Like, there have been battle games you know, arena battle games for a long time. Sure. But this is a different way to play Tetris. And considering we've been mm-hmm. playing Tetris for like 50 years, that's, yeah. that's amazing, guys. Like, it's just like, yeah, it feels it like a, diff- a whole different thing. Um, it's been really cool. Um, did either of you play Damon X Machina? I'm just going to throw it out right now. I you have not downloaded, anything. I haven't downloaded any demos. I haven't played any of the new stuff since like, I think the last time I played my Switch was maybe uh, almost two weeks ago. Because everything's being packed, right. so unfortunately, man, I am having the withdrawal too. I am just like you keep your switch out an, like in your backpackers. Why would you pack it up? I'm such an irritable person when I don't have a gaming outlet. <laughs> just really like <laughs> all the time. I've been logging on to like Maple you know, Story, it's like That's a portable it. device, right? Right, like you can yeah, carry it with I, you. I know fits in like a glove my- compartment and a backpack and. I'm also like a physical person, so even though these yeah. games and these demos are all digitals, all of my games are in with Just all the other one games. One game in, so like this is the game I'm going to play when we move. Then I can't do that. Wow. I, I, <laughs> wow. I just, I just. You're silly. You could, you could. <laughs> Jacob, have you played Damon X Machina? I have not myself, um, but my a couple of NOS crew actually have, and um, they talk. And the gist of it, they said that they think it's a really fun concept. They think it's really uh, there's a lot of potential there. They think it's still lacking some stuff. Oh, it's a demo, so uh, of course. But they they enjoyed what they played. Good. 
Um, I played the prototype missions, and uh, I really enjoyed what I played too. Um, there's definitely a really good game here. It reminds me a lot of Armor Core. Um, I don't know. I did not play enough. I'll say this. I did not play enough to know if I could justify a $60 day one purchase. Just because there's, <laughs> there's a lot of games out here. We don't know if it's going to be priced that. Like, like, right. like, we don't know how big this game's going to be and all that. But in the prototype missions, um, you know, I was I was hoping for a little more exploration in the environments and a little, little different stuff. They're all kind of like just these little battle arenas and you go around. But the combat itself is fun. And if you take the time to um, play through the missions, equip the new gear, and, like, learn the controls, you can actually do some pretty cool stuff. And it's fun to fly around blow some stuff up. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's why they kind of put out this beta, right, to get it in players' hands, get some yeah. feedback before they really kind of try to sell us a final game. But, uh I liked what I wanted just to say that I like because I know Kevin had some some words to say about it and we didn't really get a chance to respond. Um, so I would like to say that I, I I really enjoyed what I played. I'm glad they put it out. I'm glad I get to put some hands on. I feel much. I feel like I have a much stronger ground of what that game's going to be. You know. Do you think that we're going to have a similar thing with Octopath where this is the first demo and then right before launch we get another demo? I think that would be wise. Um, I think it'd be wise for this for this game to have some sort of like multiplayer arena compatible, you know, not, not battle royale, but like some sort of, right. you know, uh, battle thing. Because like, if this is the campaign, if it's like this mission based drop into like this little city and start blowing things up, um, I worry about like how much meat is on the end of that stick in terms of like a full purchase, like how much value is there. So I'd be mm-hmm. interested in seeing some new modes and hearing about that. I mean, just to be completely honest, I don't think this is going to be like on par with, a, you know, with a, with a, octopath traveler in terms of an importance of release you know like this is kind of very much yeah. like a, a c-tier title uh which is interesting it'd be very interesting to see how they try to sell it um you know because yeah. it doesn't even doesn't seem to even have the polish of like an arms you know like the arms punch demo felt more polished than this yeah um this is kind of um i mean it's good don't get me wrong i enjoy what i played it's a really cool style i really like it. it's very much like this mean- transformers like gundam wing thing going on which i i like it, it that that leads me to believe though that if they're doing this demo this early, we're probably not going to see a final version of this game until maybe this time next year. Yeah, I'm think. with you. I think this game is going to be a minute, and if it's not, then I'd be a little more concerned. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd want to know. Bizarre because we, it was the opening thing for E3 last year. Mm-hmm. They kind of they opened with it, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Sure. Um, maybe they are giving it the Metroid Prime Four treatment. They're they scrapped what they had at E3, and now they're, they're doing this demo. Or something. Oh, I don't think that's at all. I think they have a, a, a an idea of where they want to go with it, and they probably just probably didn't have, like, a big team on it, and they probably, you know, like I said, if they had a multiplayer component or whatnot, like, like look, I'm just going to say it. This game is not going to be like uh, Animal Crossing or Luigi's Mansion. Like, it's not that, right? But it also doesn't mean it's awful. You know, like there's, right. a, there's a lot in between there, and I like it. So for a game that I think is niche in the beginning, like, there were a lot of people that saw this at first glance and was like, I'm never going to believe that. You know, that game's yeah. up for you. But if you were excited by the look of it, I think there's something here for you. Um, maybe that's not $60, but we'll see. It's something. I enjoyed it. And the last thing that I want to say before I get out of your guys' way, I played the golf, um, a.k.a. the garbage. <laughs> and okay, so those those videos of the physics are hysterical they are hysterical now if you want some entertainment this is entertainment but before i before i trash this game because i'm going to (laughs) here's here's what i want to say i made a resolution myself to not be this way i didn't want (laughs) to be 
the the hatred cynical like let's pe- let's pick apart every piece of every game to say bad things i didn't want to do that and i think so far heading into march i've lived up to that like i've been trying to turn over a new leaf say nice things if you got nothing nice to say just say i didn't like it it's like this funny Pretty thing much. that like gamers at psvg get to do is they go you know what it's just not for me and then like everybody thinks they're like nice people they're like oh man that kylie's so nice because he just, you know, he's like, it just wasn't for me. So I'm trying to do that. Um, that said, the golf isn't for anybody. The golf puts video games down across the board. Like other developers should be embarrassed of the golf. For all of the the things being said about Anthem and Crackdown and any other game out there that's getting a five or a six, if you think that's a bad game... Go play the golf. You need to understand what is on the other end of the spectrum. Because if Crackdown's a five, the golf is like a negative five. (laughs) The game just runs terribly. Like it's in slow motion. I mean, when you put the ball, it like skips frames as it gets to the pin. You saw it earlier. I made a putt, hit it dead center. It came out for some reason and, right off the edge of the and came back and hit my player. Um, it was through your player. Let's be Yeah, let's it went through real. the player. The game's graphics, <laughs> and that was, by the way, the graphics you saw in the Twitter video, that was it in, like, high graphics mode. There's a worse-looking oh. version of the game. Oh. So the game's graphics are bad. It looks like a PS1-era golf game, like Hot Shots, like Hot Shots 1, which is cool. Like, I'm not killing it for looking old. I like Hot Shots. It just doesn't play smoothly at all. It's framey. It's choppy. One of the funny things is my wife, I kept saying I kept saying things out loud, and my wife was like, maybe you're just mean. Maybe you just need to enjoy things more. And I, I told her or brought her in to look at the game, and I was like, do you see the clouds on the fairway? She's like, what is that? The entire <laughs> ground, everything on the ground, the trees, the sand traps, the greens, everything that's on the ground reflects what's above it on the sky. Oh, God. So if you hit the ball and the ball soars over the fairway, on the ground, you're seeing like reflections, like it's an ocean of what's above it. Oh, it's it's just, it's bad. It's bad. It's $10. Yeah, it's not good. It's not worth $10. I was about $10. to say, how much did you pay? I spent $10. It's not worth $10. And and to be mm-hmm. honest with you, this is one of those situations where a system like an eShop system should have a refund. Like, Nintendo should protect players from something. Like, this isn't right. Um, this doesn't feel like a tech demo or like a vertical slice. Like, this is bad. Like, gamers, developers shouldn't be allowed to put the stuff like this out. And um, so I just wanted to say that, uh, yeah, the golf, (laughs) the sucks and uh, stay away because I I was I mean, if you just really, really it tries to be like Wii Sports when you turn it on, it's got this, you know, like it tries to do that. Oh, here's the worst part about it. As somebody who loves golf games. Seriously. It's just like, I never thought we'd hear the day when Donnie is like crapping on a golf game. Somebody who loves golf games, the the three click, the slider, the power slider, doesn't work. If you hit like a centimeter before or after the sweet spot, it auto corrects to the sweet spot. What? And my wife was like, that's a good thing. I was like, it's not a good, this is a bad thing. (laughs) The game doesn't play like a game. And uh, it yeah. does have motion controls. Wow. You can play with the right Joy-Con. 
You still have to aim with the left Joy-Con. So you have like this weird thing where you aim and then you put one Joy-Con down and you pick the other Joy-Con up to, to swing. And here's the funny thing with the swing, guys. So you swing back and you set the power and then you swing as hard as you want in any direction as you go forward. It's always perfect all the time. Dead straight. <laughs> just hit the ball down there. So stupid. It's just it's lazy. It is. It's definitely made for children then. It's, oh, it's not. My kids wouldn't play this game. <laughs> no, I mean like children children that don't know how to play a golf I game i don't think like you want your kids, kids like throwing joy cons around like that i mean that's it's just, very true too <laughs> it's bad it's bad and uh yeah wow. so wow. i'm sorry Thanks i wanted to come tell you it was good it's, it's not it's bad so anyway we have a lot to comb through in the news block but before we do we jacob do. have you been playing anything you want to talk about I have, and um, you asked. I'm excited to talk about. It. I talked about it on my show. We just episode today. Um, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You're not going to come here and talk about Final Fantasy games, are you? Um. Maybe. Boy, let him <laughs> let him go. Let him go. Let him go, Donnie. Let him go. Two. Um, okay. Because it's a milestone in my life. Uh, because if you guys know me, I've been a I'm a Nintendo loyalist. I don't own any other stem have i've been nintendo since the day i was born uh, so um with that said i was never involved with final fantasy when it was on nintendo i was just way too young um no no one in my family had it or really friends um so then by the time i even knew what it was um it was well into the 64 days which is when they moved over to sony and or sony exclusive and it was that one and kingdom Hearts were the two games where i'm like I said, man, I really wish I could play those games. And then I said, if they ever came to Nintendo, I want to play them. So I've been playing Final Fantasy IX. Um, I played a ton last weekend. Really, I've not got to play a lot during the week. Um, but it's a long game. And I like the mechanics that they... I don't know if this was originally the mechanic where I can speed the game up. I don't do that for every part, but there's a... like It's so easy to grind. Didn't grinding. they bring that to the... To, it's like a mobile... It's the, it's the port of the mobile port, right? These are the games that came out on mobile... Maybe. And that's why they have the speed up stuff. Yeah, I think so. I think this is the mobile ports they brought to Switch, which I would appreciate. Like, I think you're right. That's the way I'd want to play them because you can speed past like a random encounters and all that and really just kind of yes. experience the game in a streamlined manner. That's good stuff. And you can you can overpower your character. Like you can do like where they just power up and get really strong or you can do like an automatic kill button. Right. So I like parts of the game and story and I'm going through like, I don't know, like a dungeon like area that's like where a big boss is. I don't do that stuff. I only do it to the parts that are grinded like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I just speed through it. In general, you know, I I am uh, liking what I'm playing. I'm liking what I'm seeing. I I will say this: the graphics they blow my mind to know that this game came out on the PlayStation One. I I look at it. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is late nineties. It looks. I know. It looks like five years advanced of yeah. It looks awesome. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying that I can speed up on it. And um, I'm just playing it with us crew, guys. And it, it's fun to uh, play it with them. And um, Ryan, I don't think Ryan, Ryan never played this one. So we're playing it together. You guys have played it. So they're like going down memory lane while they're replaying it with us. So it's, it's pretty fun. I, I'm enjoying it. I've heard nine is the good one. I've um, Like, I, I think I definitely want to be getting into those myself because uh, – after the whole Final Fantasy VI, everything dropped off Nintendo-wise, uh, and Final Fantasy VII and onward, I never played. I played through seven. I take that back. Played through seven at a friend's house. 
And, um, you know, I, I just have not experienced the story like all of my other friends have. They continued on with it. So. Not, I'm not Final Fantasy guy. It's not for me. Not. Hey, hey, guess what, guys? Final Fantasy is not, it's not game, game's not for me. I get to say it. Yes, I said it. I did okay. it. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I did 10. 10 came with PlayStation 2, right? Like, launched with it, came with it. Think so. uh yeah that seems right i think i played a lot of 10 i watched people play seven i think i like three or four or five like one of the old ones i played back like long X2. ago when i liked it but i liked x i think if i remember right but i've never really gotten to the series it was the one that was um oh gosh i can't even remember their names the girls it was the girl one all girls and then i got okay. sold on 15 like 15's demo at e3 and the way i was like i'm gonna like final fantasy and i played the game for an hour i was like i never want to play this again like, like <laughs> I, deleted it i think that one's pretty different too <laughs> i turned like, it yeah. everything off Battle system. i deleted it right off my hard drive i didn't even give it a second i was like no <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right that's 20 minutes let's get into the news block because we've got a ton it's really not even news we just have a lot of rumors. I really like the rumors, and I think it's fun to, to fantasize and think of what things could be and speculate. Um, I think that's the fun part. I like getting hype, and this stuff gets hype. So, Caroline, if you don't mind... Let's go! Game Informer's Imran Khan suggests that Nintendo is reviving a, quote, dead and buried game. Boom. He says, there's a game that's thought to be dead that Nintendo's reviving, and it's not one that people would expect. It was very much a title that was dead and buried, very officially canceled. Nintendo Insider has gone on record with anonymous sources stating that this game is probably Xbox exclusives Scalebound. And Adam has a question for us. Considering that the Scalebound rumors and Bayonetta are going on, what do you think about a budding Platinum-Nintendo relationship and could Nintendo buy Platinum like Xbox bought Rare? Okay, so for those of you that may not know, Scalebound was a canceled Xbox One exclusive that was shown at multiple E3s. I want to say it was maybe three years, years ago. in a row. Yeah. It's been canceled for a couple of years now. And it was essentially a Devil May Cry game mm-hmm. featuring a dragon with this Xenoblade-like open world which was yep. pretty cool. I remember following this one quite a bit. I believe Coach Mo and I myself were pretty interested in this game. The last time we saw E3, it showed a boss battle, which I wasn't quite digging because it was very much like a fixed perspective, kind of like this God of War type battle where you're on like this platform and the, the monster sits in front of you while you shoot right. different, like, you know, his elbows and you shoot over here, you shoot over there. I wasn't digging that. But there were other times this game was shown where you were flying over this open world on the back of a dragon and you zoom down into, you know, like this very much like Xenoblade like world. This is what mm-hmm. it looks like. And there are dragons and monsters just walking around and you go into battle with them, which looked dope. Yeah. Um, a lot of folks have come out and said that this isn't happening. There are folks that used to work there that have been let go. A lot of the scale bound folks that worked on the project are not there anymore. Um, so there are a lot of people who have come out and said that this isn't the game, but uh, it is good speculation. It's interesting. It's very interesting, especially considering another rumor that we're going to get to. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it could be, but to answer Adam, thanks for writing in for the question, by the way. I don't think Nintendo, I mean, could Nintendo buy Platinum? Sure. I don't think they would. Um, I don't think they, I don't think they need to at this point. I would agree. At I this think, point. I think Platinum very much likes the position that they're in. 
They've got franchises like, you know, basically Nintendo's publishing and funding a lot of Bayonetta. They've got other folks doing those projects as well. They've got Astral Chain. Like, they're in a very healthy, you know, spot. I mean, I don't don't think Mia wants to be under um, some sort of party rule. Like, that. the whole thing with... With with platinum is that's kind of what they want to do. So I, I wouldn't see them, you know, and you wouldn't want to buy them without him either. Like sure. You don't want to buy platinum without Camille. So I, I feel like um, if platinum goes the way of rare or you know even honestly like Sega is still kind of you know up in arms about or up in the excuse me up in the air about some stuff. Um, I feel if they get in trouble. It would probably be an okay idea for Nintendo to do that, just based on the good IP that they have. Um, but I don't see that happening anytime soon, especially with the success. I mean, we've got a new Devil May Cry. The Astral Chain thing looks amazing. And they're making Bayonetta 3 right now, and we've already got the exclusivity rights for that. So Plus, they're just coming off of, like, Nier Automata, you know? So, like, they've got other things too. that are doing, you know? So, like, they're, they're just a really good studio, and I, I think they – I think successful studios like that like their independence yep i agree what do you think jacob uh no i I, i'm with you on that yeah i i um i don't see them happening i have a couple of uh uh people probably laugh at me ideas of what the shoot very could be kind of i mean kind of a good segue you guys are gonna laugh at me with all this xbox and nintendo love going these rumors um very well, could some old Nintendo games that were supposed to happen with Rare back in the day. That That's ab- absolutely what um, I've been thinking. There are two guesses. Um, one that was very much dead and buried was Donkey Kong Racing. It was supposed to have Diddy Kong Racing in it. It was on the back of our GameCube boxes. I do remember it that. It never happened. And it really happened without changing it because it had... It had just... It was like basically the sequel to Diddy Kong Racing. It had a lot mm-hmm. of the same characters and... Um, that a lot of that, a lot of the characters besides Diddy was owned by Rare. Rare. And sure. So um I could see that. Then a proper sequel to Two E. Same vein of what Banjo Kazooie was. So um I know people are probably gonna laugh at me and say never gonna happen, but I think it's uh <laughs> I don't think unrealistic I'm... with seeing the rumors that we keep seeing. And I just wanna add you've mentioned that it's not you know, facts yet, which is, is true. But you know I feel like these rumors pop up too often and too, they pop up more frequently now and they just feed into it. So there's um, some substance to these Xbox and Nintendo working together. So let's clarify the rumors that you're speaking of. So today, Direct Feed Games, um, these folks are the folks that leaked L.A. Noir coming to Switch early. They came out with a report that's saying that uh, basically they're saying Microsoft's planning on bringing the Xbox app to include Game Pass and xCloud to Nintendo Switch. Um, this is actually piggybacking basically off of Liam Robertson, who took to his YouTube and Patreon saying that uh, he was actually one of the folks debunking Scalebound. He was like, I don't think this is it. He's like, but Nintendo and Xbox are doing big things together. They're working on things right now. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but they're working on big things. Yeah. And then Direct Feed Games came out and said, here's what they're working on. Game Pass, xCloud, Xbox app on Switch. All right, so this this is crazy. So, let's just let's just talk, let's just revel in it for a minute because wasn't this a couple weeks ago that we said, yep. "Wouldn't it be cool 
that, you know, if we got these Xbox games on Switch and everybody on the PSVG Prime Network was like, that's not going to happen. Kids are stupid. Why do they say this? So what happened? Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, we mentioned that Xbox Live was coming to Switch. They're going to talk about GDC. And what did I say? I said, that's cool, but I don't think that's a big deal unless other parts Mm -hmm. of the infrastructure come over, which I mentioned xCloud. Like, that makes sense. Bring the streaming app over to Switch. That makes sense. And I was like... Cool. Let's play Cuphead on Switch. They're like, it's never gonna have a Cuphead on Switch. Now it makes sense in the in in the sense that Xbox is on record with XCloud. This isn't just an Xbox thing. It's a Microsoft thing. Like, right? I won't. I don't want to say they're getting out of the hardware business. Obviously, they like to make products and sell products. But in addition to them selling hardware, they are starting to push these services that they are pushing big time. This is the new. Mm-hmm. kind of direction i dare say core part of their business like it's definitely going that direction where they're saying look you play whatever you want to play as long as you play xbox on it you play on your pc play forza you play on your xbox play forza play on your phone play forza play on your switch play forza we don't care as long as you're playing forza and that's disruptive to kind of everything oh, yeah. that we know about the gaming landscape and all this talk about streaming platforms and everything. And we could, I honestly could do an entire show on this right now. The amount of, I took on all comers today in the discord, just (laughs) left, right up, down, just taking on all comers because this is very, very exciting to me. Oh, by the way, probably the most important part of this entire rumor is that as part of this partnership to bring these Xbox things and allow them to run on switch, Microsoft is going to publish more games on Switch. So I say more games because, do you know, Microsoft publishes Minecraft. Like, we already have a Microsoft-owned game on Switch, so it's not that insane. It's not crazy. And the one that was mentioned was Ori. And Ori's the one that Nintendo fans would want. Ori's it. Ori's amazing. I've been saying this for four years on every Xbox show I'm on. If Ori was on Nintendo, if Ori was on Sony... You would know about it more than you do. Mm-hmm. It's because Ori is on Microsoft, and I don't think Microsoft like core fans are into things like Ori. But right. Nintendo right. fans, like you, for all of these things that were said about Hollow Knight, that's what's going to be said about Ori. Like oh, it's absolutely. so good. Metroidvania platformer hits you in the feels. Oh, beautiful look. Like beautiful. people are going to love Ori. If this is true, this is it, man. Like this is gangbusters. This is a big deal. Yeah, I'm. Um, Oh, if you guys can't tell, just like the amp in my voice, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about this news because it makes sense because this is what Microsoft wants to do. They want to propagate yeah. their business. Yeah. What a better way to, to like the Switch is basically, I know we don't know numbers, but basically the Switch has already outsold the Xbox One in two years. Basically, I mean, it's right on its heels. If it hasn't outsold, it is right there. It's crazy. So why not? partner with them and why would you you would do it because the market leader sony is kicking them both in the teeth like sure. you know all there are a lot of sony enemy fans of my enemy is my friend there are a lot of sony fans are not happy to hear this news today and it's like it's and it's if anything it's almost flattering it's yeah. because you're doing so good this yeah, is what happens when batman puts all the folks in jail they conspire together to get out of jail like they, they become <laughs> friends yep. you can't do that um this is this is big, guys. This yeah. is big. I'm going to stop talking. I got to stop talking. I'll see you. Uh, <laughs> the lucky 
DuckTales game too. Like that was a oh, month yeah. ago was rumored mm-hmm. that it was going to be going to Switch, which is an Xbox exclusive game. Um wasn't that uh the direct game, was it like Hellblade or something? What was that game that was advertised? Was yeah, like talking new... about that. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Hellblade's a new sacrifice. Uh, yeah. Which they X Microsoft owns that company and that's coming to Switch. And um that's that a big sense. deal. So, like, everything just, it feeds to each other. So, like, the writing's on the wall. It's just a matter of time. Like, when's this going to be announced? Mm-hmm. And for Nintendo, with all the talk about a pro and, and, and the power difference and everything, streaming makes sense. Like, they're already doing streaming. There's Odyssey and there's Resident Evil 7 on Switch in Japan. It streams. So all these mm-hmm. folks that hate streaming, like, I'm sorry that you don't like it. I'm sorry that... You think it's not going to work, and you don't have internet or don't have. It's, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, Streaming it games works. People use it. They play on it every day. Like it works. And all these other developers are leaning into it. This is what they want to do. All right. Well, just to make sure that you don't steal the show away from Mustani, we're going to go ahead with the rest of the news. Microsoft free, by the way. Uh, let's talk some Nintendo Labo. Labo virtual reality kit on the way maybe this is a rumor that's coming from uh, nintendo world report nintendo could make its first vr related announcement as early as this year according to multiple sources they say that they also believed a small select number of traditional first party software titles may receive vr support in the not so distant future so if we're i i, I just immediately think you know the vr headset and your mario kart you know that 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 seems like a, a pretty good fair fit. Four. <laughs> that that's true. That's true. Um, so the also visor. this this the visor. <laughs> also, the Switch's VR capabilities have been public public knowledge. Excuse me for quite some time. Uh, CNET has already reported that data miners had discovered a screen splitting VR mode in some games. So it seems like we're getting closer and closer to the virtual reality reality in Nintendo. So this isn't like shocking, right? No. Yeah. So I think a lot of us, when we saw the robot kit or even before that, when we saw cardboard, right. we all thought Google's, you know, Google cardboard. Oh, yeah. and like mm-hmm. it's not going to be VR. You can't just strap a tablet on the front of your face and it be VR. No. Like it's, it, you right. can, you can make the illusion of VR and there's some merit. I mean, if they give you a little experience you can kind of, you're like, oh, that's cool. Cause it didn't cost you a four hundred dollars to experience you know like yeah. there's something behind that but at the same time like i have serious doubts that they can make any actual good game around vr using this type of method am i alone okay. there i'm no you're I mean, not i um, yeah when i saw this i looked i looked at i watched game explains video about it and then when i just kind of saw the details i'm like no that's not I'm not going to invest in that. I mean, unless they blow me away and people talk it up. Um, I mean, I have my buddy Traven has the PlayStation VR and just try it out just for fun. And, um, you know, it was a cool experience. And um, I'm with you. I don't think putting my Switch closer to my eyes is going to make me feel like I'm involved in this world. But it's not going to be the experience that... They, like PlayStation has been trying to go for with theirs. And, um, you know, I'm all, I want the real thing. Don't have to do it. I'm just going to be practical about it. I think that thing is too heavy to fit on your face. I was kind of thinking that too. And like a cardboard helmet's yeah. not going to do it. Like it's, yeah, it's not going to hold. 
Um, I think it will, that, but it's not for it's long. A week to it. I think it it's does. at least a pound or two. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Unless they made the Switch light, literally, uh, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. So you could, you know, to, to save on graphical fidelity, what if they did an N64 Peach's Castle that you could, like, look around in? That's cool. I'll do it. Jacob's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll give you $60 for the cardboard helmet. Thank you, Nintendo. And you're going to have to put the helmet together, too. Oh, God. It's going to take forever. I'll take the next one. Uh, Kingzell, who sure. was right about everything in the last direct. Everybody was all like, who's this guy? He was spot on. Um, <laughs> he went back to, to Reset Era, and he left us a breadcrumb. He said, and guys, if you liked Breath of the Wild, you're going to like next year. And I'm out. Mic drop. So <laughs> I say it all the time. Nintendo wants to sell you Mario and Zelda every year. Every year they yep. want to try to sell you as many Zelda and Mario things as they can wow. throw at you. Um, Carol, Carol you- got really excited. I was like, ooh, Breath of the Wild? Yeah. You already um, know my grand Breath of the Wild plan. I've already said it before. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll hang back this time. What do, you, what do you guys think this could be? What do you want it to be? Do you care? Does this- um, I just think that it's probably a similar Zelda in the same engine. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if I could say that it's a whole brand new Zelda game. You know, I don't know if you can make a new story and all new models sure and stuff. Sure you can. Far Cry just did it. That's exactly what they just did. I don't, I don't know. I just... It, it seems like... Alnuma and the whole team are more into creating a full flesh story and that takes several years to do. And, and I don't think having three years from breath of the wild is enough to flesh that out, but um, I'll take anything with the Zelda on it. Sure. Please. We all will. What do you think, Jacob? You know, I kind of feel like this is the majority mask approach. Yeah. Oh, good idea. It's the same as they use the exact same models from Ocarina of Time. They just had a couple new characters. I think that's what people may have um, had the biggest issue with. The story itself was kind of a. I could see them work on just a little hook with a deeper story. Hey, that would be really cool. So that's why I think it's they're going that route. I think the engine and the systems that they created are too far too grand and powerful to just rely on one game. If anything, I would drive the next three, four, five games with this engine. There have been times when I've played other games that Breath of the Wild has impacted my thinking. Um, Most notably, I've been hanging on to this little tidbit for a long time. I played um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And in Shadow Mm -hmm. of the Tomb Raider, you go into one of these temples where you have to light like this oil, gasoline. There's like this puzzle you got to pull the, the lever to let the oil run down through the track. you got to line it up. And you have to light mm-hmm. it on fire. And you have to go get a torch and bring it back. I used a fire arrow to try and light it on fire because it made sense to me. I'm just going to shoot it with the arrow. And it did not work. And I was oh. like, that's... It works in Zelda. It works in Zelda. Like, there are so <laughs> many things like that. You know, like the, the meme yeah. and the joke is you can climb everything. But there's so many things way beyond yeah. that. Yeah. All the power-ups and the, the magnesis and the gravity and all the Ugh. systems make the world feel real bring elements to that game. Now, my short pitch, Caroline's already heard it, so I won't spend too long on it. I say you take Breath of the Wild and you flood it. You do Wind Waker 2 or yes. a spiritual successor or just something that resembles and, and harkens back to it. 
in Breath of the Wild dungeon. You flood it, you do this whole story, like a prequel, uh, post some disaster thing where the world is flooded, and now you go underwater to different islands and dungeons, and you come above, and there's different islands, but it's like the same world, and you have all the Easter eggs going back with all the systems you had before. That's awesome. That's how you do it, man. And, like, that's perfect. Like, we, we play that game all day, so... Um, I'm That's excited, awesome. man. I love it. I'm excited. I could see it. Yeah. Um, Carolyn, you have the next one. Yeah, we got we got two more news bits, guys. Two more news. Uh, the Switch. Let's talk some numbers. Was the best selling console in the United States for the month of January this year. It is the best January performance for any hardware this generation. It was an up year, <laughs> despite a full week less of tracking, and this now makes two months in a row that switch has broken a record another reason why if you were microsoft why you'd want to get your app on switch ride the little switch that could you know it's a good partnership for them it's a good thing yeah ride the switch that could they make money off it yeah this is money for everybody like this is a a win-win for both people you know because there are people are like well microsoft's getting out of the console business but they're propagating the middleware business if they become the app that's on your Roku TV and on your phone and on your Switch and on your PC and on your Xbox, like that's great for Microsoft. And yep. if Nintendo keeps yep. selling us little underpowered hardwares for the next 10 years that have Xbox games and Nintendo games, that's the best for everybody. Like yep. that's good. That's a good thing. Like there's nothing right. bad about any of this. This is good stuff. It's true. Except for Sony. Yeah. Except no, no, Sony. yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> eventually they'll have to counter react something they've got to do something i think um, but the console yeah. wars we can leave alone i'm excited you know beyond this this is this is amazing stuff i mean i know switch is newest there is a part of me that you know switch is newer so it should be selling more you would hope for that but at the same time they're also selling at prices much higher than most of the competitors um base models like the fact that nintendo right. is selling known underpowered tech they're selling a tablet Three hundred dollars. In today's market, like nobody's paying that, you know. Like yeah. um, in terms of like a gaming machine, you know, it's not like an iPad Pro. Um, right. So yeah, I mean that's pretty impressive. Regardless, yeah. regardless of position. Um, the last one, as titled today, um, the episode. Goodbye, Reggie. Reggie Fizeme, the president of Nintendo of America, has announced that he is retiring. His last day will be April fifteenth. Wow. He will be succeeded. By Doug Bowser, the current VP of Sales and Marketing, Reggie has been with Nintendo since 2003 and took over as president in 2006. Now, Brian, Bri Bri, has asked us to an, uh, talk about some of our favorite Reggie fils memories, which we're going to do. Uh, but Caroline, you said you'd cry. Why'd you cry? Oh, just the video was so sentimental. The video it was, was sweet. pretty. Yeah, I'm it was sweet. You. If you guys have not seen his goodbye video, it's very sweet. It was so funny that um, came out like a minute after I was like, I really hope he says goodbye in like a direct or something. Like he can't yeah. just go away in a tweet. And then he yeah. popped a video yeah. and I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. Um, God, favorite memory. <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I can't remember which E3 it was that. Well, I, I of course, love this. T- it was it was definitely for Smash because it was when they first announced Amiibo where he and Iwata are just doing the fight. Oh, it's yeah. a good one. Great. Um, and then, you know, there's there was this run, the running gag with him and Bill and the donuts, and Bill got, yeah. like, shipped off to Timbuktu or something, and that one was great. Um, he's just an icon, dude. It, it, you know, it it's not as, as disheartening as Iwata passing away, 
But at the same time, it's like having to say goodbye. And he gave us so much for Nintendo of America. Like, you have no idea. If, if you guys look and see what the stuff that he brought from Japan that we previously didn't have localized, it's a big deal. So that's my that's my favorite memories, and that's my piece on it. What do you think, Jacob? Um, yeah, when I saw the news, it was just shocking. Um, like you, it's not as it's not as sad as like when Iwata died. You know that 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 sucks. But um, I'm somebody I don't like change. You know, when things are going good and you're very comfortable, um, change is scary. You know, because you don't know. Where, what direction you could go and um we hope they trend in the right way but um like you said reggie has had his hands in a lot of stuff and he has done a phenomenal job for nintendo since he's been there um i remember the, the first time on three and he held out the yes and he said he's all about playing kicking butt and stuff like that yeah that was a that's a hell of a 90s video game way to introduce yourself isn't it what like a different totally. era that was? That, like, you, could you imagine a CEO going up there and saying something like that today? Like, that wouldn't fly. All the Twitter <laughs> and everything, people would be outraged. Um, yeah, no, you're you're right. Iconic is the right word. He's been such a steady hand uh, as a as a mascot, as a face, as a voice for Nintendo. Yes, for so long. An era. And, and yeah, he's become so like he's got such a. I don't want to sound too like mushy or anything. It's a very like welcoming presence and like voice, you know, like it's a really like rich smile and he's always like very calm demeanor. You know, like it's, he's always been that way too. It's Um, like a Santa Claus. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda like, especially in the direct era of Nintendo, he's always had like this weirdness Mm -hmm. and his goofiness, his ability to allow himself to, to be a meme or to, to have fun is I think, I think what is, a huge part of his legacy beyond like his business regimen, you know, overseeing DS and 3DS and all these great successes, business acumen, we get it. Marketing, mm-hmm. he's been great. Don't get me wrong. But I think his legacy with fans will be, he's a really big part, a really big role of getting the direct era off and positive and established. Remember that when Nintendo bowed out of E3 and said, hey, we're doing this direct thing. People were pissed. People were mad. They yeah. were so oh, yeah. angry. They hated that. They wanted my body is ready on the Wii board on the stage <laughs> and like the weird yeah. motion controls. But his ability to be goofy and have donut chokes with a wad and puppets and bananas have really like <laughs> warmed us all to this thing that now we love and cherish and celebrate when they happen. That's a huge part. Like he has a huge role. He's been there since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he gets definite credit for me on that. My favorite Reggie Fizeme memory is Reggie Fizemek. Yes. You know, trailer. It wasn't even E3. It was the trailer for E3. I know. They did know. like a primer where he walked around acting like a robot and he zapped a girl into dust for saying that they, <laughs> they couldn't do demos in the Best Buy. And it was amazing because he's such like a big dude. He had like this yeah. Terminator complex, Reggie Fizemek. And they, they released a me. I have that me on my 3DS. I know the Reggie Fizemek me. Oh, that was so good. I would love a Sean Layton Fizemek, a Phil Spencer Fizemek. Like, these are things, like, getting games are supposed to be fun. And when folks like this have fun, I think it makes it just endears that person to all of us. You know, like, Reggie Fizemek very much was like a Shuhei Yoshida, you know, a a Geo, like a a fan favorite mascot, somebody you could get behind um, just for for all of his emotions. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just. 
I mean, he's earned it. It's been a long time. He's he's done. He's this fifty-seven for, years yeah. old. I'm like, dang, I wish I could retire that early. Yeah, that's amazing. And, uh, we'll see about Doug Bowser and all the Bowser memes and all that. And, uh, by all yeah. accounts, he's very good at his job. So I think that oh, yes. just fine. He um, has a great resume. If he you does. guys don't know, uh, he was well, vice president at EA for yeah. like almost 10 years. And then he came to Nintendo as VP. Crap. I think I they like start transactioning everything. I think no. they like, I think they like headhunted him. I want to say I, like, I think they did too. Yeah. yeah I think um, they like kind of went after him and they wanted him to come in and be there. And I think he's been kind of on the job training for the last few years. I remember like when they, they kept talking about um, like when he, when he was promoted and stuff and you start seeing him start to pop up and he's always kind of yeah. behind Reggie and, you know, like, and when he came up, like when he was promoted, there's all these articles talking about his background and his success as EA and, you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, I think that'll lend itself well. Like, I said this today in our Discord. By no means do I want to give off any impression that Reggie Fizeme stroked a pen and made Nintendo do things. Nintendo's a Japanese no. company. NCL in Japan, they do they make all the rules. But there are countless stories. If you believe the people that, you know, were in the rooms where Reggie you know, was arguing for like Metroid Prime to be a first person shooter to combat Halo. Like he told mm-hmm. them like this isn't gonna get it done in, in the West in the in our market. You know, like he fights for, you know, retro studios and things like that. Like he has a he awesome. he puts up resistance, which is what you want to hear. You don't want to just hear that yeah. he's yeah. over there, you know, just the, the, the US will get the three S X L and we'll call it a day. You know, like you know, like that's those are good things to hear. It's positive. So man, the end of an era. That puppet Definitely. picture hit me in the feels today. Because I, I posted that. a picture of puppets, and I was like, there's only one puppet left. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, it's God, man. Why did you go there? Uh, <laughs> for those of you guys that don't know, it was Iwata, Reggie, and um, Miyamoto. Miyamoto. And you've got to think mm-hmm. that at some point soon, soon-ish, we're going to get that retirement that, statement I, from Miyamoto. I think that, that man is going to work until he dies, I believe. I think so. I, I think so. We'll see. We have one more question. One oh, thing. Yeah, go ahead. One more so thing. That. Jacob Rush. Bowser's taking over Nintendo. It's a coincidence. All those what a, memes. What a day and age we live in, right? Those memes were everywhere today. You just could not escape the Bowser. I memes. thought that I thought they were funny. Uh, I mean, like the my favorite one was that Reggie's finally got more time to go play New Leaf, and so he's playing it before the new Animal Crossing comes out. <laughs> That's a good one. I love it. That All right, our one. last our last question comes from Turkey. What's up, dude? Trash hey, turkey. turkey. <laughs> the trash. What was turkey. your most memorable gaming night? His would probably be playing Typing of the Dead on a huge screen during part of my bachelor party. I can't pinpoint one night personally, but I used to be part like in land parties like all the time as uh, you know, growing up. So uh, land parties are really fun, especially when you're those kids uh, playing. World of Warcraft, League of Legends, those kind of MMOs that I was raised in and never getting sleepy or eating properly and all that kind of crap. Um, land parties. I, I have a lot of fond memories of land parties all night. I have never played Typing of the Dead. I just looked I it up. Either. It was on Dreamcast and PlayStation 2 and uh, and Windows. I wonder what, what, what he played it on. Jacob, your most memorable night of gaming. That is, he asked me this on Twitter directly, actually, and I have so many. Um, but one that I can distinctly 
remember that take you back to the GameCube days. I was with Ryan at his old school. Uh, he went to a really small school, a small Christian school. Um, it was called Baptist Academy back then, where they would have the Midnight Madness events to where they would open the school after dark hours and it would be open basically all night long. And um, the gym was always reserved for like video games. And I remember going there with Ryan and uh, our part time co host, Tom Walls. His younger brother was there and we were. It was him and I versus each other in round one of this melee tournament. And it came down to the wild. Literally, it was one of those events to where, like, we hit each other at the same time, high percent. We both go flying off the screen. Like, you can't even see either of ours, and the game just ends. And it's like, who won? And I, and the, it went to the screen, and I, Link was, cl- uh, you know, he won. Mario was clapping for me. And it was just like this massive sigh of relief in my heart. Well, <laughs> so good and so I it came down to the wire. I remember it to this day. I get goosebumps right now talking. We've been asked this question a few times. I think I've given a couple different answers. Um, to pull one out of, answering. To pull out of my nostalgia in honor of our guest. Um, back when I used to play golf in high school, the golf team and I, when we used to travel, I would always bring my Nintendo 64. And we hang out in the hotel room together, and we play Mario Kart. And we used to always play battle mode, and uh, we always had our like our own way of playing it. What we would do is we'd sit up on all the block forts, and we would just farm green shells. And we, That's we would, awesome. We would fire green shells into the, the the platform below, and then we would play Mario Kart, but we'd play bumper cars only. So you had to be on the top. And you could only run into each other. You could not <laughs> shoot each other. Awesome. So all we did was drive around and try to knock the person down into the cavern of thousands of green shells that were constantly bouncing off the walls. And if you made your uh-huh. way back up, you know, it was pretty amazing. It was impressive stuff. So we'd all root for you as you try to dodge everything on your way back up the black fort. And that's all we did. And it was, uh, I don't know why we came up with that. We are just bored. <laughs> but, amazing. Uh, but we, I'm telling you, we'd stay up till like 4 in the morning <laughs> Like playing that game just like that, and we have matches that last like an hour. You know, they last forever. Oh, I'm sure. So that's that's the one that I would share. Those are good stakes. We should do a game night like that where if we can get a. They never release Block Fort for Mario Kart. I've been asking for this since the Wii U day. Well, I'm just I'm just saying, like, if once we get in 64 games on Switch Online, we've got to do that. That'd be fun. That'd be good. Yeah, we can do that. For sure. Drunk, drunk shack night. For sure. Done. For sure. Yeah. Um, speaking like of 64 terms. and our nostalgia stuff, I got the Brawler 64 controller. Have you guys seen that? No, but I, well, I've no. seen it, but yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's like a pro controller for the 64 where the left thumbstick is like mm-hmm. the center Joy-Con. The same coloring and, and stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it takes a minute to get used to. D-pad really sucks. Um, oh yeah! Like if you're trying to do anything in like diagonals with the D-pad, so like wrestling games, you're trying to work the turnbuckles and stuff, right. it works like half the time. It's like a like a two out of four, one out of three type thing of it working correctly. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of minor because there's not a whole lot of games that require you to do that. I still think that they're making something similar for N64 Classic. There's no way they make those huge Dragon Claw contra controllers and put a usb on them there's no way hmm, maybe uh, it was cool it, 
the controller was good enough that I pulled out my 64 and my little TV and we plugged it up and you know won some tag team belts and stuff and messed around with it and played some some Turok and does it work with your Wii U? Uh, no, no, it's a legit plugs into the N64. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a modern controller. Like you can use battery packs and rumble packs and everything with it. Plugs right oh, in. Wow. It's pretty cool. It's you know it's not cheap. It's like forty bucks. Yeah. Um, but I got the Kickstarter like gray version. I didn't want like yeah. the color ones and all that that they're, they're doing. But it's that's it's, right. I saw it on Kickstarter first. It's a yeah. good like alternative to an N64 controller, especially if like yours are broken. You're tired of buying like you know yeah different ones or used ones or anything like that. Like it's good. It is I cool. have a desire to own like one of every color of the N64 and GameCube controllers. A weird desire, but sure. Don't you don't you crap on me, man. You that's, just roll your eyes at me. That's a weird thing for you to do, but yeah. If that's Whatever, what you want to do with your money. <laughs> just saying. They're really pretty. <laughs> well, you know, these Brawler controllers, they've got one for every color too. So you can collect I know. those too. Yep. All right. All right. Well, that's it. it up, yeah. yeah, that's it. We're going to sign off here. Uh, before we do, because we have a guest, uh, Jacob, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? Yeah, guys. You, well, you can find me personally on Twitter, NosJacob73, and I'm also you know, on, um, but uh, under just Jacob Rush. Um, yeah, I run a podcast called Nintendo Nostalgia, and if you uh, want to come check us out, you can find us at Nintendo Nostalgia or on iTunes and uh, Google Play and um book and twitter as well great awesome. so uh signing off that's caro say goodbye goodbye i will Bye. see you guys soon hopefully like not you know in like maybe three weeks so uh wish me luck on the house and all that crap i'm gonna die bye so we'll be just fine <laughs> you can't wait to see it yeah i'm excited all right and that's it for us this week nintendo shack good night Koopalings. peace out <laughs>